For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. And Ike, we are one day away from the month of March. March Madness is going to be here. The NBA and NHL are heating up. They always got UFC. Might not be football season. Free agency right around the corner. The NFL Combine a day away as well. So much to bet on. And if you want to place a wager on the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. All this madness in March because of college football is going to be so exciting. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Just college, push- ba- college basketball. College basketball. I get still early. It's Monday morning. I got you, though. I got you. Go. Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe It Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, we're one day away from March. March Madness is almost here, a day away from the start of the NFL Combine. A lot to talk about here on today's episode of the Believe It Steelers podcast. How are you doing this morning, my man? Man, I'm good. Woke up at 6 o'clock this morning and got on my knees, thank God, and on the podcast with you right now, man. So I'm doing all the way good. An early start for both of us, no doubt, Ike. And that's going to be, you know, we'll we'll see here. Hopefully it's the only time we have to record this early in the morning. So if we slip up full disclosure to the listeners and viewers, we're recording a little bit earlier than our normal time. Yes, yeah, I'm good. You know, you got teamwork made the dream work, so... You know, we got to do whatever we got to do. So we dedicated to this podcast and we're doing whatever it takes to do this podcast. So that's what I love about the good teamwork we got. I love it, Ike. Let's get right into it. The Steelers GM search continues. And so this comes on, you know, just before the eve. We're one day away from the start of the NFL Combine. Everyone knows Kevin Colbert's set to step down after this year's draft. But, Ike, I think the theme to me with the Steelers this offseason is no stone left unturned because you look at the number of candidates that they've interviewed for the GM position. You've got Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt internally. You've got Morocco Brown, Rand Carthwell, Ryan Cowden, Ed Dodds, Joe Hortiz, Dan Morgan, John Spitek, Andy Weddle, John Wojciechowski, and Jojo Wooden. And so the Steelers, again, no stone left unturned it's a new era of Steelers football. It's not just Big Ben, but there's going to be a new GM come May as well. And so they've interviewed even more candidates since the last time we've talked about this, Ike. And that's something that's going to continue on and on and on, really, as we get closer and closer to May. Yeah, they're going to take the time. It's going to be very thorough. It's, it's going to be some good background checks. It's going to be a whole lot of talking between Coach T, Kevin Colbert, and Mr. Roney. It's just to steal the weight. 
You know, when you're trying to get a successor for the great Kevin Coble, who I think in my mind would be a future Hall of Fame, especially as a general manager, man, that's just tough. That's just tough to uh, to replace. So they want to do everything in, in their mind um, as possible to try to find a guy something equi- equivalent or close to Kevin Coble. But you talk about a, a Kevin Coble, the, the GM right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mark, you talk about a guy, man, who's from Pittsburgh. You talk about a guy who, was, who understands the physicality because he was one of the best hockey players in the city of Pittsburgh. You talk about a guy who who grew up on the 70s Steelers. You talk about a guy who understands what it is to be a Steeler. You talk about a guy who grew up on the Bill Nunn, the great Bill Nunn, who's in the Hall of Fame. So when we talk about this, yeah, they're going to have to take their time. They're going to have to do it early. It's really going to be a gut decision. The resumes, you can throw the resumes out the building. I think in my mind, this decision is really going really to be on the gut. You know, my gut, my instincts really tell me this is our guy for this job. Because everything I just said on what it is to be a Yenzer, if you're from Pittsburgh, that was Kevin Coleman. And so speaking, that- yeah, yeah, hang on. Ike, speaking of someone with Pittsburgh ties, I want to know as well is I left off Lewis Riddick, who played football as college football at the University of Pittsburgh, but he wasn't listed on the team's official website. Mm-hmm. I know how well connected you are to the organization. Do you know anything further about this? I've looked everywhere on the internet. You know how thorough I am with my research, but he was not listed on the team's official site despite reports like two or three weeks ago saying that the Steelers would interview him for that GM vacancy. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, hopefully we'll see. If he said said it's on, I guess it's in the making, but we'll see, Mark. I was just confused by that as all. And I was just, again, like, you know how thorough I am with my research, Ike. So it's like, I was scouring the internet. I was scouring Twitter. I was looking on the team site. I was looking all over the internet on Google. And it was like, wait a second, because this is something we talked about here at the Believe in Steelers podcast of someone who has playing experience, someone who has front office experience, someone who is very well connected as an ESPN analyst too. But he was not on, like, like the team will tweet out, hey, we've interviewed these candidates from these teams. And despite the earlier reports saying that the Steelers would in fact interview him or they planned on interviewing him, that wasn't the case of who they've actually gone on and interviewed. And again, it is a lengthy list. No stone left unturned for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Steelers don't let you dictate. They dictate. So, I mean, it sounded good. Maybe it was publicity for him. Maybe he was trying to get more money on his contract. Maybe he just wanted, you know, that on his resume. Maybe he wanted a favor from the Pittsburgh Steelers for the next go around next year. If you didn't get this job, that hey man, people are interview are interviewing me. Well, Pittsburgh don't dictate that type of stuff. I mean, they they don't let people dictate. They they're not into the social media world, if you know what I'm saying. So the fact that he haven't, the fact that his name haven't came up, it's looking kind of fishy, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I know that I'll speak for myself here too. I can, I believe you're of the same thought process that Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt are the favorites to land this position. The two internal candidates. That's what I'd imagine the Steelers will do. Uh, are you of the same thought process there? Right? Because that's what I think will end up happening. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah, yeah I, I really do. Um, but then you just think like, well, I'm going to say this. I hope they do. But then you just really think, Mark, it's like, what's taking y'all so long with this process? Mm-hmm. You know, 
like why y'all keep interviewing other people? You know, so do you not like what's in-house? That's how I look at it. Because if the book is was already written between B. Hunt or Omar, things would have, you know, been laid on the line right now. A, between Omar and B. Hunt, these are two finalists. Um, this is where we're headed. Boom. Here we go. They're going to be successor of Kevin Cobra. But interviews after interviews after interviews after interviews after interviews and different people, it just got me sitting back like, okay, so do they really trust and believe in B-Hunt or Omar? And here you go again, the Pittsburgh's still away. They always find a way or they always say something to be like, <laughs> well, we just got to go through this process. Or I remember when I was doing my contract, they was like, yeah, Ike, this is everything you didn't do. I'm like, God damn, I just got an interception in the goddamn Super Bowl. <laughs> I had an interception in the Denver Broncos game. And we in the playoffs, like, I am leading the Pittsburgh Steelers in interceptions for the playoffs. What the hell I didn't do? I feel the same way for B-Hunt <laughs> and Omar Khan. Well, you guys, this is what we feel like y'all need to work on and what y'all can't do right now. So... That's just the old Pittsburgh negotiating way. That's what they do. But it's just, it's like, hmm, you know, you just got me pondering on why they haven't said Brandon Hunt or Omar Khan at this point in time. Yeah, it's interesting. Ike. In like a week, we'll talk about this again. It'll be three or four more candidates from various teams just because, right. like I said, I mean, this has just been such a thorough process. I have one theory before we move on to the next topic, too. So uh -huh. when Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin were down at the Senior Bowl, there's this, oh, the Steelers are infatuated with Malik Willis. And I think some of that is true, but I can't help but wonder. I can't help but wonder. I'm going to float this idea out there, Ike. I know the Steelers will need a quarterback successor to Big Ben, that they're expressing their interest in Malik Willis to drive up his value, but to really do that, to go after the quarterback that they're actually interested, whether that's, say, I don't know, Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral, one of the other young stud rookie QBs who will be coming into the league. I'm just going to float that idea out there, Ike. I was thinking about this in preparation of today's show. Yeah, you know, Kevin Colbert is – see, things always come when we get on this podcast. Kevin Colbert about to do what Ozzy did – on his last year with the Baltimore Ravens, he's going to get him a quarterback and call it a route. So they ain't doing nothing but running game right now. That's all Pittsburgh doing. Since we sitting here talking about quarterbacks, this is that the Pittsburgh Steelers will get a first-round quarterback, the same situation with the Baltimore Ravens as Ozzy on his last round, I mean, on his last time being a GM. Now, Ozzy is still the consultant. Kevin Colbert still says he's wanting to be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers, so he's he's going to wind up being a consultant as well. So what was the last thing they gave Ozzy? They gave Ozzy the first round, a quarterback. This is exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do with Kevin Colbert. Big Ben has retired. Kevin Colbert drafted Big Ben. So Kevin Colbert, on his last time out, he's going to get a quarterback to be his successor. The only question is, who? Because it's always smoke and mirrors when it comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers and these draft tactics. 
Ike, you're destroying my dream of Aaron Rodgers in the black and gold, but that's okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. You still got action. You still got time. I'm not. Listen here. I laughed at you last year, and I said, man, what the hell this dude is thinking? <laughs> and then everybody talked about it after our show on a strong possibility, or if could, or, you know, Coach Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers, they flirting with each other. Mm-hmm. It's a strong possibility that Aaron Rodgers could be a Pittsburgh seller. I'm not putting nothing past nothing when it comes down to you and your thinking. Okay, Ike, let's go to a listener question that we received. And David Orochena asks, this is regard to shifting or the potential shift to a 4-3 defense. David asks, why would the Steelers shift to a 4-3 with TJ Watt? Can you explain how that would accentuate his skills? Uh, yeah, David. So 4-3, technically, your two down defensive ends don't need their hands in the dirt. And I've seen T.J. Watt put his hands in the dirt. You know, T.J. Watt coming out of college, he was he had his hands in the dirt. So that's what you got to understand. Now he had to adjust himself on being a stand-up outside linebacker in the 3-4. But T.J. Watt can do both. He can put his hand in the dirt or he can stand up. And it just depends on if Coach Tomlin to give him that leeway. And I think Coach T will give him that leeway, whether you're in the 3-4 or the 4-3. He can be like, TJ, whichever one you're comfortable with, you can use any technique you want to. So, yes, I'm glad you asked that question. But a guy like TJ Watt, who can pretty much play any any scheme, whether it's a 4-3 or a 3-4, um, whether it's his hand in the dirt or he's standing up, it really don't matter to him. Yeah, and I, I think I don't even look at Watt because we know what he can do as a pass rusher and also – making plays in the backfield. He's not just a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. But I look at what are the other things the Steelers would need to do if they do, in fact, change defensive fronts. And so I think it would involve either getting Tyson Alualu and stuff on to it back or going to the draft or signing a free agent defensive tackle to shore up the middle and get Cam Hayward some help. And what I mean by that is just really more depth so you can make sure that whoever ends up playing at the defensive tackle position or nose tackle and say a one technique or a zero technique directly over the center or in the a gap, that there's some stability on the interior of the defensive line. Reason being this was a Steelers defense that allowed the most rushing yards in the league in the 2021 season. Yeah. You got You got to get a, you got to get a big boy in the middle. You got to get a plug in the middle. Um, regardless on whether it's a 3-4 or a 4-3, that's just for Pittsburgh. I think it's going to do in the draft. They're going to get him a plugger, an athletic plug in the middle who can hold the fort down, who will give opportunities for Cam so he won't be getting pressured so much, who will give opportunities for Tua, me, uh, Tua, Stephon Tua, when he comes back, to be able to roam a little bit. So, yeah, that's, they might go five down linemen sometimes. You just never know, depending on the drafts and how they feel. Um, especially with the mastermind of Coach T and Coach uh, Brian Flores, you know the defensive specialist now. So they're going to mix. They're going to do. They're going to do a little bit of everything when it comes down to fronts and and disguising and just mixing the defense up depending on who they play. But yeah, I really do think they're going to mix in that four three defense because that's what Coach T. Um, he first in a lot of. First in a lot of stats when we was doing real good when he was at Minnesota. Second in a lot of stats when it came down to the running game when the Pittsburgh Steelers was doing real good. And he was the defense coordinator in Minnesota. 
he was a dog at that 4-3, and he had two studs sitting in the middle at the 4-3. And I'm not saying he's going to go to the 4-3. I just think he's going to use more of a 4-3 when it comes down two fronts for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you have to get two athletic big D tackles and nose tackles to be able to run that defense. And I think they're going to answer them calls, some of them calls in the draft, Mark. You mentioned adding depth at the defensive tackle position, Ike. What are some of the difficulties in shifting base defensive formations? Because traditionally, the Steelers are a three-four defense. Yeah, so it's 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 now now the linebackers, you know. So um, in a traditional in a four-three, you know, you got four you got four backers. You got the Mike, the Buck, the Will, and the Sam. So that's that's four linebackers, and you only got three D linemen. And in a in a in a four three, you got four four D linemen and three linebackers. So if you was a switch, you know you wouldn't want T.J. Watt to be a, a outside linebacker, you know, a traditional outside linebacker, somebody who's covering, you know, a tight end or or a running back coming out of the backfield. Nah, the specialist for of T.J. Watt is getting to the damn quarterback, you know, as <laughs> the teams that he's played. So you would still keep him on the defensive line. So now you go in the draft because Pittsburgh is all. Also, looking at linebackers in the draft as well, you know, you get your young studs in the draft who, who, who was able to run. So you had guys like Devin Bush before he, you know, got, had this injury. Hopefully this year he would be 10 times better than last year because it's a, it's a couple of years after his injury that he'll get back to what he once was. And that was covering tight ends and running backs coming out of the backfield. Um, Uriah Shazier kind of body type guys. You know, you guys who can pretty much do it all. That's what Pittsburgh is going to look for. So, in my mind, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to get D tackles and they're going to get linebackers, young linebackers who are able to run. And when you do that, and just my thought process, you're going to work some of your fronts off the 4-3 defense, not the traditional 3-4 defense. Even though the 3-4 defense is very complicated for a lot of offensive guys and offensive linemen to decipher, especially on the go, once you say hut, that's why everybody run it. You have to have that personnel for it. And Pittsburgh does a good job on drafting personnel for that 3-4 defense. But I know since Coach Buss is gone, Coach T, <laughs> this is his defense, that 4-3. He's been dominant when he was D.C. at Minnesota in that 4-3. In that and I think they're going to shed a little bit of that 4-3 in that Pittsburgh still the defense. Yeah, Minnesota and Tampa Bay, that classic cover two with Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. Ike, you mentioned Ryan Shazier, someone we had on the pod late last year. Could you imagine this defense with both TJ Watt and Ryan Chazier? Like, oh, man. Like, I, that's a great what if, if he were still healthy, what Ryan he Shazier would be doing on this Bush. defense right now. I mean, you would have had Ryan Chazier and Devin Bush. I mean, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> Ryan, you know, Ryan came out of Ohio State running the full three as a linebacker. And we all see where he was headed before his injury. You know, but God had different plans for him. Devin Bush, when he was when when he was healthy, we all saw what he was doing. Old school Pittsburgh still is smacking people in the face, running with everybody. So I think Pittsburgh wants to get back to that, especially at that linebacker position. You gotta have linebackers who cover nowadays. And they hoping and wishing Devin Bush this year will get back to the old Devin Bush. But I think in my mind, they will draft another young outside linebacker who will be able to run with these uh with these young tight ends and these running backs. And don't forget, man, I still like Spillane. Like I look, I feel like Sp Spillane needs an opportunity 
to showcase. I feel like this is his time as well at that linebacker position. He's another old school, hard nosed Pittsburgh, still a you know kind of guy, a guy who wants to smack people in the face and just loves football. That's what you want with your linebackers. I need smart, fast, aggressive, violent linebackers. And I think Spillane is one of them. So you get Spillane, Devin Bush. If you want to go to the 4-3, you get Spillane, Devin Bush, and another young stud. You got action. Yeah, Ike, with Spillane, I love his physicality. It's the pass coverage that there needs to be improvement upon. He's right. still a young player, though, too. And I do I believe right. he's due to hit free agency as well. So we'll see if the Steelers, in fact, retain him moving forward. We'll get to free agency in just a second here, but we got to take a quick break to tell our listeners and viewers about NordVPN. So when it comes to internet security, nothing beats the peace of mind on all of your different devices, your phones, your tablets, your laptops. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and the best next-gen encryption to make sure everything that you do online stays secure. We told y'all, y'all ain't hacking us because we ain't slacking because we got one of the best securities on our team in NordVPN.com. And the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast can see that link on your screen right now. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's. 30-day money-back guarantee. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Ike, tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that's top quality. One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, and you've got 75 high-quality vitamins. Man, if you're just trying to keep yourself together, keep your immune system going, just trying to stay healthy and look good, man, make sure y'all get a batch of athletic greens man just put a scoop up in whatever you need to put it in and you'll feel better the whole day and it helps with gut health your nervous system your immune system energy recovery focus and aging so here's what i need our listeners to do reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. Quick disclaimer, these, dis- these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Like I mentioned free agency, it starts on March 16th. And last week, we talked about which player should the Steelers re-sign. So I want to flip things around here okay. to which which players do to become free agent who aren't current Steelers should the Steelers pursue? And maybe the better way to ask this question, Ike, is you always talk about what it means to be a Steeler. Of all the players due to become free agents, which player, who is a Steeler out there? Who would you like to see Pittsburgh go after this offseason? Russell Wilson is a Steeler. And the reason why I say Russell Wilson is still the is because he he's held it down for the for the most part of his whole career. Um, I mean, going going from one college to another college 
to the Seattle Seahawks to play injured, to overcoming adversity, um, to not having the luxury of a true offensive line and still able to win Super Bowls, to not having the luxury of, let's say, three, four years ago, not having the luxury of a true number one receiver and still overcoming and being successful. So letting Russ cook. And we came up with that concept. Let, let, we came up with that concept, let Russ cook. Because, can y'all see me? Oh, video. We lost you for a second here. All right, we got you back, Ike. We back. My mom, she keep, my mom, <laughs> she got this new iPhone and she know how to FaceTime uh, multiple <laughs> at one time. So now she just like a kid in the candy store now. So, but getting back to Russ, man, Russ, Russ just in my mind, he's, he's everything you're looking for in the Pittsburgh still. It doesn't say too much, um, gets the job done, is a team player. And that's exactly what you want coming from Pittsburgh. So I think Aaron Rodgers would be um, the dream fit, but Russell Wilson is a Pittsburgh stiller kind of fit. So that's what I think in my mind. Okay, that's Ike, you took this in a totally different direction than I was expecting, but that's okay. few things I want to clear up, Ike, and I, I got to push back a little bit for the sake uh -huh. of the show. One uh -huh. Super Bowl title with Russ. It should be two if they had given the ball to Marshawn Lynch many True. seasons ago. So he's been two multiple Super Bowls, but he's only won one. And then, True. look, I understand traditionally he hasn't had a number one receiver, but no love for my guy DK Metcalf, who's like a mutant. No love there as a number one receiver in Seattle. Uh, like when it comes down to taking pictures and showing some of his athletic ability and being mutated with his shirt off and all that good stuff, yeah. But you still got to put up numbers on the field, Mark. Tyler Lockett doesn't do it for you either, Ike? Lockett does it for me before DK Metcalf. I agree wow, okay, okay. Oh, 100%, 100%. He's been the most consistent receiver for the Seattle Seahawks than anybody over there. And before that, you can go to Baldwin. Baldwin was one of Russell Wilson's favorite as well when it came down to receivers. But now consistency, the the hidden gem for the Seattle Seahawks, if you had to if you had to start a football team and you want to get you want to drive DK Metcalf or Lockett, you're going with Lockett. And it's just his consistency. You'll get caught up in 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 how DK Metcalf, how he looks, um, his studness and everything else. But we we want to talk about being being productive on the field consistently is Tyler Lockett. All right, Ike. Also, Russell Wilson not due to become a free agent. Yes, while there is an out with the Seahawks, they're not just going to let him walk, especially considering he'd have $26 million in dead cap money. But he has made it clear. And quarterbacks clearly care about their legacy. But he's made it mm -hmm. clear that I, I think he wants out in Seattle. We even talked to the Believe in Seahawks hosts, both Brett Davern and Lofa Tutupu about this, about comments that Wilson has made where it's a little bit passive aggressive, but it has to be because clearly he cares about his legacy. And so we'll see what happens. I think that Wilson would garner a, a pretty high asking price via trade because mm -hmm. 
you know, he is a stud quarterback. He's a tier one quarterback when he's right in this league. 33 years old as well, so still several years left, but he's under contract for the next two seasons with the Seahawks, even despite the fact that he has an out this offseason. Seahawks aren't just going to let him walk, especially considering we saw this last year when the Steelers beat the Seahawks without Wilson. Geno Smith can be a fine backup in this league, but there's a reason why Geno Smith's never been a full-time starter in the NFL. Yeah, we'll see. Like you said, he got two years left, so I mean, still has got cap space. They'll readjust yeah. on some players if they need to. So um, they got action. They can they can pretty much hit whoever they want hit, or touch whoever they want touch when it comes to the free agency. So we'll see. Like, who do you want me to go? Do you want me to go offense or defense? Because I've got several players listed here in my notes. What, what, what do you want from me here? Because I'll give you my two cents worth on who I'd like to see the Steelers go after. Uh, let's go on defense, Mark. Okay, on defense, two guys I have my eye on. Number one, you talk about shoring up the defensive tackle position. How about mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks, who's due to become a free agent? Last four years with the Chicago Bears, he made an average of $12 million per season. Now, he when he's on the field, he's one of the most dominant interior defensive linemen. The question with him would be, can he stay on the field because he's missed significant time in two of the last three seasons? If you gave him, say, a two- or three-year deal, make it very incentive-laced to make sure that, you know, we always talk about the best ability is availability. But if you could keep him fresh, bring him and pair him with a Cam Hayward and then bring in a young stud rookie, say, in the second or third round of the NFL draft, like you like to say, Ike, we got action. Yeah, so if, you, if you're if going on defense, I'm, these are the two I'm going for um, because I got some cheese sitting in the bank with this cap. I'm going for Akeem next because I think that's going to solidify. I'm drafting somebody young, probably the third or fourth round at the D-tackle position. And I'm signing Akeem next to a three-year deal, like you said, center base. Now on the back end, I'm going for Stephon Gilmore. I'm gonna see what Stephon Gilmore, I'm gonna see what Stephon Gilmore is talking about. I'm gonna sign him to a two or three-year deal, and I'm still gonna draft another cornerback, try to groom him like a Ike Taylor. And I'm and I'm gonna rock with Witherspoon sitting on the other side. That's exactly what I'm doing. Now that solidifies both the back end and the front end of the Pittsburghs to the defense. And I'm and I'm going high if I don't get a quarterback in the first round. I'm going high at the linebacker position because that's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. You know, they go high on the defensive side, but when they do go high, just ask Devin Bush, just ask T.J. White. <laughs> we talking about first-round draft picks. <laughs> that's exactly what they do. So that's 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 what I'm going to do if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think a key Hicks will be a perfect fit. Stephon Gill will be a perfect fit since we're talking about the defensive side for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I few other names jc jackson another cornerback out there charverius ward you mentioned gilmore he was on my list carlton davis as well so the steelers do have options at the cornerback position considering joe hayden at 32 do become an unrestricted free agent as well as akello witherspoon a player we would both like to see the steelers re-sign in witherspoon 100 so that's on the defensive side. On the offensive side, I I was looking at it. And it was like, man, where do I go with offensive tackle? Whether it's Morgan Moses, Cam Robinson, or Taron Armstead. And Armstead's been one of the best left tackles for the Saints for the last several years. A three-time Pro Bowler, due to uh, receive a huge payday. He's only thirty years old, so still several years of productive football left. 
shoring up that offensive line, especially considering Chooks Okorafor, yet another Steelers player due to hit free agency? Man, um, so we – that old line man, there's so many different it's, – it's a lot of wants, but what you really need for the Pittsburgh organization, that free agency part, if you're going to get a quarterback in the first round for Pittsburgh – you got to give him a partner. And what I mean by partner, you got to give him somebody who's going to be be a security guard. So second and third round, you got to go offensive line. That is my personal opinion. My personal opinion. If you're going to get your success for a big bid in the draft, you got to – right now I'm doing it for agency. I, I'm not really looking at offensive linemen to come in, really. For Pittsburgh, it's always, for the most part, been through the draft. And honestly – I don't think Pittsburgh offensive line was that bad. I just think Seven wasn't able to move like he once was, like he once could, and that hurted the offensive line. Really, that's that's what I really think. If you put a Russell a Russell Wilson behind that offensive line, the offensive line is not as bad as what you think it is. You know, so the free agency part, I wouldn't really bank on money on that free agency part. Really, I don't think the offensive line is that bad, Mark, to be honest with you. I really don't. I thought Seven just kind of handicapped the offensive line because of his mobility, of him not being mobile is what I want to say. But you get anybody young with some fresh legs, the offensive line is not as bad as what we thought. I mean, you had a 1,000-yard running back. It, 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 can't, it can't be that bad. You didn't lead the league in sacks, and your quarterback wasn't that mobile. Cincinnati led the league in sacks, and their quarterback was mobile. So to have a 1,000-yard you know, rusher and Najee, and not lead the league in sacks, even though your quarterback wasn't as mobile as he once was. I'm not really. I'm not changing too much on the offense line. If I'm gonna get something, it's gonna be in the draft. I hear what you're saying, Ike. Also, it's not just a core for to be a free agent. Trey Turner Correct. as well at the guard position too. So I do think that the line bring, could look bring both just of them a back. little. Okay. Yeah, okay. You, we, we bring it. Yeah, we got to bring both of them because they already been in the locker room, so they understand what it takes to be a Pittsburgh still. You know, so. They're already groomed and ready. Bring bring both of them back. Now, them, them two I'll bring back for sure when it comes down to the offensive side, especially on that offensive line, Mark. As much as I want to see the Steelers find Big Ben's heir, if the mm-hmm. Steelers feel that that's not available, Ike, I don't think there's anything wrong with drafting an offensive lineman in the first right. or second round, right. considering they haven't done that since David DeCastro in 2012, Ike. So I feel like I'm a broken record. I feel like I mentioned this, if not on every show you record, like every other show, it's a streak I would like to see come to an end in the 2022 draft. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I know when they do draft first-round offensive linemen, you know, they they <laughs> – them guys wind up having shots and going to the Hall of Fame, so they know exactly what they're doing. Canton, Canton. I will go on to the next topic. The Steelers, uh, I got this idea from part of my take of Barstool Sports. So they put out a social graphic to where if you could make a team of all 11 of the same players on offense or defense, which player would win? So they put a, a graphic up of Tyree Kill, Debo Samuels, uh, Kittle, DK, Metcalf, TJ Watt and OBJ, but I wanted to do this with the Steelers in the current team as well. So if you had to pick a player, you could clone said player 
all 11 of the same players on offense or defense, which team would be best? Which individual player are you picking on the current Pittsburgh Steelers roster? One player playing every position. Yes, sir. Chase Claypool. Good choice. He's on my list. He's on my list. Um, um, Chase all day. At safety, I know he's mad. He got a, He's pissed off. He got an attitude. He's going to hit. At linebacker, I know he, for sure he would be a great Pittsburgh set linebacker at corner. We're talking about a guy who's catching everything, and he's covering everything. Um, at defensive tackle, he's going to do what he needs to do. You're giving me all 11 Chase Claypools sitting on the, on the offensive side. You already know. You know, he probably has an arm as a quarterback. You know, you got running. the size and speed, Ike, 6'4". He was on my list. He was on my list. I'm, I'm rocking with Chase all day. If I had to pick one player for every position right now in the current team, I'm picking Chase. I just hope that time management isn't an issue in the scrimmage because I'm going with Najee Harris, Ike. I'm going with Najee Harris, he's impossible to bring down. I, the physicality he, he brings – and he's also a willing blocker, something I thought was very underrated about his game in his rookie season. Doesn't fumble the ball, so turnovers aren't going to be an issue. And oh, by the way, an underrated pass catcher out of the backfield as well. I picked Najee Harris. I think TJ Watt would be in that conversation. I put uh, Minka Fitzpatrick in that conversation and maybe Cam Hayward if you just wanted someone with a relentless pursuit of the football. 11 Cam Haywards on the field, Ike it would feel like you're going up against not 11 defenders. It would feel like you're going up against, say, like 15 different defenders because he plays through the echo of the whistle. Yeah, but it's uh, Cam will get smoked on the outside. Anything yeah. outside the numbers, it's a wrap. We score a touchdown, strike up the band all day. And if you're playing wide receivers, man, that's easy to cover. Cam ain't going nowhere. Now, a red zone count that be held to deal with. With anything anything from the 20 and beyond, oh, yeah, we, we got action. I feel sorry for you. Ike, so I want to do this exercise, too, with any past Steeler can be retired as well. And the player I thought of, someone we've also interviewed here on the Believe in Steelers podcast, Heinz Ward. He was a quarterback at Georgia. He has experience playing running back. We know how great of a blocker he is catching the ball. That's a given that he's a receiver. He's, I mean, look, like he's not the fastest receiver in the world, but compared to other positions on the field, he's going to be faster than many players. On previous Steelers teams, just given the overall skill set of what we've seen Hines Ward do on a football field, I'll take him. But what say you, Ike Taylor? For Paul me all day. Troy can throw the football right hand and left hand. Troy can shoot the basketball right hand and left hand. Troy can switch hit when it came down to baseball right hand and left hand. By the way, Troy's pretty damn good at soccer. So, and if you want to play him in pool, he's going to smoke me in pool. That's what Troy just did. And Troy, Troy can throw the football probably better than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. So, it, it's, it's – and we all know who he is as a football player. Man, Troy – if I was going to say Troy Palomalu, past or present. But since you asked me the current, I went with Chase. I was going to say Troy regardless. Troy Palomalu me, please, all day. <laughs> All day. Plus, we know he's getting the information from the man above about the information on what's going to happen before the play actually happens, Ike. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, two other players I had listed, I because Troy was on my list as well. Mean Joe Green and Rod Woodson as well. Um, I thought this was a fun I exercise. Think- you could argue that, and like, look, I, there are so many Steelers players I am forgetting, right. but we could talk till sundown who the best right. overall Steeler is with this list. But I thought this was, I thought this was a fun exercise, Ike. Right, I agree. All right, Ike. The NFL Combine starts tomorrow, March first through the seventh. I wanted to ask you, I know you did not go to the combine, but your pro day was absolutely vital Mm -hmm. for the future of your career and teams taking notice of you when you were at Louisiana Lafayette of all the different tests that they measure at the NFL combine, Ike, and maybe, but what I want to ask is what's most important, but I don't want to put words into your mouth, but maybe it depends on which position you're talking about. But in your opinion, What's the most important test in terms of actual football ability at the NFL Combine? The broad jump and the vertical jump. So it lets me know how explosive you are as a person. The broad jump, you know, you leap a nine and a half, ten feet, man. You know how nine, you know how you know how far nine and a half, ten feet is just jumping into a pool, let alone just standing there without a running start <laughs> and able to jump that far. That's let me know the explosive part of your game. The vertical as well as just let me know it, I can get some kind of gauge on how fast you are. The higher your vertical is, the faster you run, the more explosive you is. So when you just if I had two two combine things to take out of, it would be in two things to gauge, it would be that broad jump and it would be that uh that vertical. Now everything else, man, I just need to see on tape. And see if there's any kind of comparison to it. See if you do play fast. And if you're if you if you're a corner, see if you're able to catch. If you're a receiver, see if you're able, see if you're able to have combat catches. Meaning you're always catching the ball, whether somebody's on you or you're wide open. Period. But that's exactly what it is. Take away all these all these football drills because I get the football drills off of tape. Let me see how explosive this person is, and that's through the broad jump and the vertical jump. And I just take off from them. So now you just give me all the kind of confirmation I need to see off of the tape. And we can work on everything else. So, yeah, um, a lot of these drills, you know, the combine has is, is become very entertaining now. And that's just what it is. But the tape says everything. You know, the tape says everything. Now, what I do like about the combine, you know, it, it, it gauges us. We see players without helmets, so we get to see – we get to hear the, we get to hear these stories about how these players got to the got to the combine, um, and it's a lot of good stories that we get to listen to that we probably would have never thought or heard of if it wasn't for the combine. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the actual combine, the combine for me is watching tape. Um, for me, seeing them in person, it's good to see the young kids coming out in person. Good to hear them talk in front of the camera and all that good stuff. Good to hear their stories. But nah, man, all these drills are cool, but go don't give me that broad jump and that vertical jump. And I take it from there. You heard it here from Ike Taylor. The one I look at, because someone can put on a great display and even shatter world records, which has happened at the NFL Combine. Right. But the one I always look at in terms of the quarterback position, Ike, and you might make fun of me, I don't really care, is the Wonderlick test. And the reason why this matters there is one active Super Bowl winning quarterback who scored less than a 25 on the Wonderlick test that's gone on to win a Super Bowl. That's Patrick Mahomes. He got a 24. 
go back and look year after year after year after year. And I've got the last five or six. Matt Stafford got a 38 out of 50. Brady, 33 out of 50. Mahomes is the exception to the rule at 24. Brady again with the Patriots. Nick Foles, 29 out of 50. The Wonderlick test for the quarterback position, when you get late in the playoffs and you're playing against teams that might be more physical, might be faster, might be stronger, it's your mental ability at the quarterback position. Again, you might think it's stupid, Ike, but the Wonderlick test for the quarterback position specifically, in my opinion, is very important. I'm not saying that you can't win a Super Bowl if you've got a low Wonderlick test as a quarterback, but there is a correlation there, something that I noticed every single year. Ike. You might make fun of me, but that's just my honest opinion. So what was Eli Manis, Peyton Manis, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Big Benz? What was that? Russell Wilson, what was that Wonderlick test, you know? What was the score on that test? Okay, so hang on. We're going to get research on this right away. I, Eli was a 39. Okay. Just a second. We're doing live math. Peyton Manning was a 28. Okay. Who else did you want to know? Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers and Big Ben and Russell Wilson? Give me just a second. Aaron Rodgers was 35. Russell Wilson and Big Ben. Give me just a second. <laughs> We're doing this live on the air. Russell Wilson was a 28. Okay. And Ben Roethlisberger was a 25. So, again, 25 is the threshold of right around where you want to be 25 and above. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious. That's why I asked. I think I taught you something new today, Ike. But again, people yeah. might make fun of that. But like, again, specifically for the quarterback position, I'm not saying that it's impossible to, to win a Super Bowl. You have to get a 25, but there's a nice correlation there. Check that out. And, and if anyone wants to dispute that, just look it up. And we just gave you all of those quarterbacks that have gone on to win Super Bowls, Ike, who have all scored above that 25 marker threshold. But I'm so excited because, again, Ike, the NFL Combine, the Underwear Olympics, it's going to be great. I love watching the 40. <laughs> I love watching the 40. The bench press, too, 225. And I, I love to see that. And you get the big lineman up there. And it's just like, are we watching the NFL Combine or are we watching the Olympics here? But I, I like watching the Combine because it's like, to me, it's you might not necessarily be the fastest guy or the strongest guy, but there are things that you can do to make sure that you're prepared to perform well in each of those drills. And for me, it's more so I don't need you to run necessarily the fastest 40 or the fastest shuttle or bench the most reps, but make sure that you're at least putting up a respectable number because it lets me know how you've prepared for what really is like the most important of moment of your young career at to that point. And so I always like to see you know, which players are making sure that they're prepared in advance of the combine and how they perform at the combine as well. I agree. Ike, you're the absolute best. Want to give you a shout out. I want to thank the Believe Podcast Network. I want to thank our producers over at uh, uh, Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, and the crew over there, Ike. Uh, today's sponsors of the Believe in Steelers podcast, Bet Online, NordVPN, and Athletic Greens. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your day. <laughs> Got to give a major shout out to you, Mark. Um, always a pleasure working with you. Got to give a huge shout out to the Believe podcast, just the whole family, man. We all family. Uh, Brinks TV, BetOnline.ag, Athletic Greens. Nor VPN. Am I missing one? No, no, you got all three. The trifecta, Ike. 
the trifecta, man. Just want to give everybody a shout out just for supporting and helping us throughout this process. We will be better in 2022 because every year that's exactly what we do. Make sure y'all continue to tune in, man. We got a lot of good stuff coming from this combine, not only combine. We're going to have our top five or top ten for every position heading into the draft. So keep tuning in, y'all viewers and listeners. Please give us a five-piece. That's a five-star. Make sure y'all five-star us because I know that's how y'all like y'all hotels and y'all good foods when it comes down to it. And thanks for tuning in and watching us weekly. Let me just give a quick roadmap to our listeners and viewers for the weeks ahead. So we're going to be weekly, Ike. We will have special show after free agency starts on March the 16th, so we'll keep you covered there. We will resume to twice a week in April leading up to the draft, Ike. When you talk about top five by position group, we are going to start that in April as well. So keep tuning in. We're going to have a lot of great stuff for the listeners and viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening and watching the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.